Hello world, gather around the campfire yet again. It is time for another episode of the Simple Sports Podcast. This week's games on paper really aren't all that exciting, to be honest. Not to me, not all of them. Uh, but there are still a few things I'm looking forward to. I'll still be tuning in, of course, to watch Kyler Murray and Daniel Jones, among a few others. Kyle Allen uh, will get start number two with Cam Newton out yet again. And honestly, if he keeps playing that way, the way he did in his first start, it might be a permanent change. Um, uh, of course, we get to watch Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. They'll be going to Detroit on the road to face a you know tougher than expected Lions defense, though I think the Chiefs will still come out on top in that one. And there are a few divisional matchups I'm really looking forward to, like the Vikings and the Bears and the Patriots versus the Bills. Uh, the Bills certainly are one of the surprise teams, of course, this year. Each year, the NFL gives us a few of those surprise teams, uh, as well as some that we thought might be pretty good that turned out not to be. Uh, but obviously, there is a big game tomorrow night on Thursday Night Football between the Packers and the Eagles, and so we will start right there. So the Packers and Eagles face off on Thursday Night Football on what is a very important game in particular for the Eagles, who have struggled so far this year. They had a few head-scratching plays last week, like offensive linemen basically watching Carson Wentz get his head beat in while they just kind of stand around as if the play was over. I'm not sure I've ever really seen anything like that in the NFL where basically the line just stands there, but there was one play in particular that stands out where drops back to pass, the rush comes through, and they just kind of let it be. Um, not really seen that one before. It was odd. Uh, there were also other plays where the line actually protected really well or blocked really well for running plays, almost picture perfect for some of their running plays, and their running back simply didn't find the hole, which was clearly there. Uh, they should have one of the best offensive lines in football, but to this point, it's been a bit suspect, to say the least. Jason Peters is starting to show his age. He was starting to show it last year, but I think most gave him the benefit of the doubt, considering he's one of the best left tackles in football. That is no longer the case, not this year. It's showing, his age is showing, and it is showing a lot. And then there are the wide receivers. Uh, they've dealt with injuries, and on top of the injuries, they've had to deal with um, Elshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson, of course, being out. I think Elshon will be back next week. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, I'm not 100% sure about. Uh, their backup guys did Carson Wentz zero favors on Sunday, dropping passes, so many dropped passes in one game. I believe they had seven or eight in total, including a go-ahead touchdown from Algahor. Algahor, is that how you say his name? I'm sorry if I said it wrong. Um, that's not a way to win, obviously. Your guys, your skill position guys, got to make plays. You certainly got to catch the ball. Um, that's just, you know, fundamental to the position, especially a wide receiver. Uh, that's kind of how it goes. Um, you know, the quarterback throws it to you, you catch it. Pretty simple. I remember a few games last year, the Tennessee Titans – lost for you know a lot of different reasons but in a few occurrences with opportunities to either go down and take the lead win the game um, or at least score and get back in the game uh, whatever the case may be Mariota dropped a few passes a few great throws to a couple of different guys for touchdowns or long plays right into the bread basket only to be dropped to the ground uh, and you know that's that's just a gut punch uh, it's a gut punch for the team. Obviously, it's a gut punch for the fans as well. Uh, it's something the Eagles have to get together because their defense in particular, the secondary, hasn't played well. 
Um, it hasn't played well over the last couple of years. And while their front seven is typically special, um, they suffer a bit because their linebackers don't play up to par, especially in the backfield with running backs coming out of the backfield in the passing game. And as a result, their pass rush, one of their staples the last few years, is rendered almost useless. Uh, they'll need to be on their A game tomorrow night as a, a much improved Packers defense um, that has found its way into the top 10 NFL defenses and creeping into the top five. Uh, it's going to be a tough game for the Eagles all the way around. Speaking of the Packers, it's a rare sight to see them with a defense. Uh, there is good news and bad news, though. Uh, it's a far better defense for Aaron Rodgers, who no longer has to worry about carrying the offense to 30 or 40 plus points in order to win a game, um, barely. Uh, so that's the good news. But the bad news is the Aaron Rodgers I'm seeing can't score that many points anyway. Uh, I know a lot of people say it's Matt LaFleur's offense, and rightfully so. Uh, he didn't exactly turn heads in Tennessee last year, and he didn't call call plays for the Rams the year before, so... We've yet to see him really boost the performance of any offense. Um, whether you want to say Rodgers is slipping or, you know, which to my eye, he has been since at least last year, if not the year before as well. Or if you want to place the blame on the new coach, um, either way, the offense has got to be better. The defense got better. Everyone for the last couple of years has been complaining about, oh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have defense, doesn't have defense. Well, guess what? Now he has a defense and he looks exactly the same um holding on to the ball being really conservative and again that could be the offense um but i have a feeling that it's more aaron Rodgers than anything else um he's not been the same uh, he still makes spectacular throws no question but his his impact and productivity has slipped quite a bit their defense has improved obviously but it's not the bears or ravens defense the packers offense is going to need to make some strides and they have a chance tomorrow night against, you know, a struggling Eagles defense. I'm sure there are a lot of kinks to work out with a new offense, having a new coach in the building with a new philosophy, uh, especially after being under McCarthy for so many years with the same play style, the same verbiage and all that stuff. Um, but dark days lie on the horizon for either team that loses as the questions will continue to roll in about either side. Uh, regardless of what happens, it'll be, you know, is the Packers offense really going to be this poor for the entire season? Um, are the Eagles just not meant to be this year with all the injuries, the struggling offense, uh, moving the ball, especially early in the games, the struggling defense, struggling to stop people? We'll have some answers after tomorrow night, hopefully. But for now, I am moving on. So for a first start, amidst all the given circumstances, I thought Daniel Jones did all right in this first game. Odell obviously is gone now, so he doesn't have the top flight number one receiver anymore. And Saquon is now out for quite some time. He missed a lot of the game on Sunday uh, due to the high ankle sprain. Yet and still, Daniel Jones was able to respond and get the Giants their first win. Congratulations. Uh, but, however... We know what happened with Tampa Bay. We know what happened with all the missed field goals, including the potential game winner. Um, right after they went down and scored the Giants, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers basically marched right back down the field, thanks to Mike Evans and James Winston on a big play, only to have their field goal kicker miss the field goal uh, and the Giants escape with the win. But just like I give credit to the Cowboys for beating the Dolphins, um, you have to give credit to the Giants and Daniel Jones for getting the win. I mean, a win is a win. 
uh, regardless of how it looks, it does go into the win column. And so you have to give him credit. What was interesting to see for me was the Giants start to evolve finally and arrive in 2019. Hey, welcome, New York. Welcome to 2019, New York Giants football. They are one of the last teams hanging on to an aging quarterback. Some teams obviously hang on to them for the right reasons. For example, the Saints with Drew Brees, they're still winning football games. Uh, obviously, he's hurt right now, but, um, you know, big picture. They're still winning football games. They're still going deep into the playoffs, winning the division, you know, scoring points, putting on a show. It's not like there's some struggling football team with Drew Brees. Uh, and, of course, there are the Patriots who, I don't know, have been in four of the last five Super Bowls and won three of the last five Super Bowls. Um, and the year they didn't go to the Super Bowl, they were in the AFC Championship game. With Tom Brady, Tom Brady leading the way at uh, age 40-plus. So it's it's been time for the Giants to move on from Eli Manning for a number of years. Even I, um, as a non-Giants fan, just as a football fan, just held out hope the last two years or so. Maybe thinking, you know, if he can get protection. Maybe if he can get a better defense. They can ask him to do less. Maybe if they get him some more weapons. Odell starts to progress. Saquon, they drafted. Maybe, 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 maybe this, maybe that. When all along, maybe Eli was just bad. And he was bad. In fact, really bad at times. Um, the Giants knew all along they were going to put Daniel Jones in. I'm not sure why they played the games they did in the offseason, saying they were going to potentially go after the sit-and-wait plan like Aaron, uh, like you know the Packers did with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. It was a lie, and I think most knew it was a lie and a bunch of garbage. Um, so, Giants fans, rest assured, uh, listen, while you aren't going to make the playoffs this year or really going to be in any type of contention for anything this year, you can certainly get to five or six wins, um, respectable, uh, put on a respectable show, uh, be competitive, and start to build a contending team around Daniel Jones and just move on from Eli. It's time, okay? And if all goes well this year, um, you know, he, he brings to the Giants 2019 quarterback play, meaning quick throws, stretching the defense horizontally with RPOs, and then taking shots down the field, play action, deep passes. They don't, again, they don't have a top flight wide receiver. The Golden Tate will be back after next week, so that should help as well. Um, he's obviously a really good receiver. Unfortunately, Saquon Barkley is out, as I mentioned, so otherwise. Uh, I'd be even more intrigued about what this team could do for the rest of the year. I'm still going to watch, obviously. Uh, I want to see the progression Daniel Jones makes, what impact he has, if they actually have found their diamond in the rough that, you know, Dave Gettleman was so adamant about. Um, still, uh, I'll be watching Sunday against the Redskins, a game they can certainly win, uh, especially considering the hot mess that the Skins put on display the other night. So until then, I am moving on. One and two to start the year is exactly where I thought the Browns would be three weeks in. And the schedule gets worse before it gets better as they travel to the Baltimore Ravens this week. One of the last teams that you want to face with the poor offensive line is one of the best defenses in football. The Ravens are going to heat Baker Mayfield up, and I'm afraid they're going to fall to one and three. Uh, it was a disastrous night for them having to deal with Aaron Donald, Dante Fowler, among others. They were all over Baker Mayfield all night long, uh, and they had him running for his life. Uh, this week is going to be harder, I think. 
Um, the Ravens don't have a lone superstar like Aaron Donald, but as a whole, uh, they certainly have one of the best defenses in football. Without question, top five, probably more likely in the top three. I'm not sure they're the best. I still think the Bears are the best overall defense in football, but no question the Ravens are top five. In order for the Browns to be successful on Sunday, they're going to have to run the football better. Because of their poor offensive line, they have to throw the ball quickly and off RPOs and play action and things like that. But when the run game is ineffective, obviously those things are ineffective. So they're going to have to run the football better. Um, and with those things ineffective, that then makes it throwing the ball down the field exponentially harder. Uh, you could see the Rams um, against the Rams. They tried to throw it down the field. And before the wide receivers could even turn around, break off their routes and look for the football, the ref was blowing the play dead because Baker Mayfield was on his backside and Aaron Donald or Dante Fowler or whoever else it was was celebrating in the backfield with another sack. Um, run the football more effectively and things will get better for the Browns. Um, the thing is, what the Browns do have going for them is that their defense is nothing to sneeze at. Now, listen, it's not top five. It's definitely, I think, um, it's it's pushing the top 10, if not in the top 10. Uh, it's hard to say because they've been on the field so much because the Browns have turned the ball over quite a bit. Um, I think, you know, all things considered, it's a top 10 defense at least. It, again, it's nothing to see. That. It's definitely above average, no matter what you say. Um, and they have a bona fide defensive player of the year candidate, or at least someone who has the potential to be that in Miles Garrett. Uh, that dude is a freak. He is a freak show. Um, he is a beast. They need to be able to contain this new Ravens offense, which is far improved from the year before with the growth of Lamar Jackson, at quarterback. Fortunately for the Browns, the Ravens offense isn't exactly some high-flying offense. Again, much better, uh, but it's not the Chiefs offense or anything like that. They're a bit more of a bruising, punishing style uh, with running the football with Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards a bit in there, obviously Lamar Jackson, and relying on defense. So the game scoring-wise should be close. Um, and if Baker and the Browns can take care of the football, and if the Browns can take care of Baker Mayfield in the backfield, they will certainly have chances to win. It's on the road in Baltimore, which is a tough, tough place to play. And it's a divisional road game for them, so it would be a huge win, obviously. That's a huge win for anybody. You can get a road divisional win. However, given the tough defense the Ravens have, Given the improvement of Lamar Jackson and the way they play offense, running the football, uh, the play action, obviously Hollywood Brown has made a huge impact so far. I'm not so sure this is the week that the Browns get things turned around. I got the Ravens winning the very, very close one. We'll see on Sunday, obviously. I'm pretty excited for it. But for now, I'm moving on. Also, this Sunday, we got the Cowboys versus the Saints. And before the season, this was circled for me as a must-watch. Two really, really good teams playing in a very, very uh, high-energy place in the Superdome. The tough Saints in New Orleans with Drew Brees, hoping to get revenge from the loss last year when, honestly, the Saints got embarrassed by the Cowboys. Um... The Cowboys get their first true test of the season. That's the way it was shaken up to be until, obviously, Drew Brees got hurt. Listen, I still think it's going to be a great game, but I got some news for Cowboys fans. Um, it, first of all, it's not going to carry the same weight, obviously. Um, Drew Brees is out. 
Um, so there is a little bit of a letdown there. I think a lot of people are expecting the Cowboys to go in and get the win, and I am on the complete opposite side. I think the Saints are really good. I said it before the season. Um, I said it during the season. I said it after Breeze got hurt. Um, obviously, they lost the game against the Rams, in which he did go down, but you saw them last week against the Seahawks get the win. This is a good football team. So are the Cowboys. No, you know, I'm not, I'm not dismissing them as some bad team. But I don't think they are on the same level across the board. Uh, with Bridgewater at quarterback, I think these two teams are almost exactly evenly matched. The difference is that the Saints crowd is going to present some problems. We saw them present problems for the Rams last year. Uh, the Rams are just a flat-out excellent football team. Um, they're going to be all-in on the Saints, uh, like they always are, obviously. And I think the Cowboys, I think we're going to see them struggle and get their first loss. I've been impressed with Dak Prescott so far. Um, you got to give him credit for going against the teams that he's gone against and having success and just beating them and beating them soundly. Um, there's something to be said for that, regardless of how bad you think those teams are. There's something to be said for beating the teams that you're supposed to beat. Um but if he's able to go into New Orleans and get a win, despite against a backup quarterback, uh, I'll be a believer then. I don't think they can do it. The Saints put up 33 points against the Seahawks last week with a backup quarterback. I do believe the Cowboys have a better defense in the Seahawks um, than what they faced last week. But I think they'll be aided, the Saints, by the energy of the home crowd and will go up on the Cowboy early by, you know, two scores or so, maybe 10 points, and make it uh, a chaotic hectic environment forcing the Cowboys to play from behind forcing Dak to put his big boy shoes on and throw the Cowboys back into the game and I just don't see that happening I've said a few times uh, again you got to give the Cowboys credit for winning the games against who they won them against for the way that they won them uh, they beat senseless the teams that they were supposed to beat but the Saints aren't a worse team than the Cowboys they aren't a bad team at all they're better than the Cowboys in my eyes and with Drew Brees, they are certainly better. And with Bridgewater, I think they'll be able to hold serve without um, a huge problem. I got the Saints winning this one. Uh, again, I think they go up early, a few scores, a touchdown or two, maybe a touchdown in the field goal or two. And then they just kind of hold on for dear life, barely for the win as the game goes on. I do think the, the Cowboys, listen, I'm not saying the Cowboys are going to get blown out. Um, but I think between the crowd um, you know, the Saints playing at home. I think they get a couple of early scores. Um, Sean Payton has a way of, of, you know, generating some offense despite who's out there. I think they go up early uh, and hold on for dear life against the Cowboys for the win. Ah, the Tennessee Titans get to go on the road and face the Atlanta Falcons. God only knows what you're going to get from either one of these teams. Uh, the Falcons could come out and score 40 points with their high-powered offense. Or the Titans could come into town and just punch them right in the face and roll over to a win. Uh, they have a tendency to do that on the road, especially um, especially games where you don't expect them to win. Those are the ones that they tend to show up. And then the games that they should win, they tend to lay eggs. So uh, I think they could potentially go into Atlanta and get the win. It's going to be a must-win to me. Uh, the Falcons have been an underperforming bunch for the last couple of years after their disappointing Super Bowl loss to the Patriots. They came out the next year, um, had a really bad year. Last year was a little bit better, although the defense was atrocious. They got decimated by injuries, which obviously didn't help. But by and large, 
the Falcons just haven't played good football, uh, particularly on defense the last few years. Fortunately for them, they are facing a Titans offense that at best is pathetic. Uh, they're inconsistent. They're super predictable. And the threat of scoring 30 points is never really there. Uh, it's strength versus strength uh, for the Titans defense against the Falcons offense. So we'll see which one wins out there. And it's weakness versus weakness for the Titans offense and the Falcons defense. The game is there for the Titans to win because they do do one thing really, really well, and that's run the football. But the problem is sticking to it because it's far too often that they get Derrick Henry on the roll. Um, even Mariota can get out and run, obviously, a few times, get some key third downs uh, with his legs. Um, but it's mind-blowing. They get on the roll, and then they stop giving Derrick Henry the ball, um, especially when the game is close or they have a lead. All of a sudden, they just move away from the running game, and God forbid that they get behind because they aren't the type of team that can score in two or three plays. Uh, most of the touchdown drives are off short fields or turnovers or long, you know, methodical, bruising, uh, physical, you know, 10, 12, 15 yard or 15 play drives where they're just, you know, getting chunk play after chunk play, five, six yards a pop, first down, move to chains, methodically drive down the field. That's the way they do it. Um, so them falling behind is not good. Uh, they're going to need a few of those going on the road yet again, uh, those long drives. Uh, they're going to need to keep the ball away from that high-powered offense if they want uh, any chance at winning this game. And already with a losing record, it is a game I feel like they have to have. They have already dropped two divisional games, and while it's only week three and there is plenty of football left to play, when is the last time you s remember the Titans you know, winning three or four or five games in a row? Uh, much less, you know, seven or eight, something like that. It just doesn't happen for this team. Um, at their best in recent years, they would win, you know, two or three games in a row, drop one or two, um, and that's how you end up nine and seven. Uh, so hopefully they are at the end of the losing streak for this year, start to put together some wins. We'll see on Sunday, but for now, I'm moving on. So that is it, guys. Uh, episode is in the books. Um, like I said in the beginning, uh, it's not the most exciting week of football, but things are starting to take shape. We already know who most of the bad, bad teams are, like the Dolphins. Uh, the Redskins turned out to be pretty bad, even though I thought they would be a little bit better going into the year. Uh, we've already seen some teams move on from their starting quarterbacks. Uh, I like the Giants. Uh, potentially the Panthers have found their next guy. Maybe the Steelers have found their next guy. And then we're also seeing some young guys continue to develop. Uh, like I said, Mahomes, uh, a lot of people thought he would regress so far. No regression whatsoever, maybe in statistics. Um, but, uh, you know, he's on pace to have an ungodly amount of yards and touchdowns. Obviously, I don't think he's going to throw for 6,000 yards, but it's not out of the realm of possibility considering how just good he is. Obviously, the growth of Lamar Jackson has been – a real blessing for us in the NFL. Um, he's been fun, fun, fun to watch. And then, of course, their defense is outstanding. The Patriots continue to roll. They go up against the Bills, another divisional team. That should be an excellent game, um, even though I still think the Patriots win pretty comfortably. But it should be a lot closer than in years past. So still some interesting games to watch. I'll see you guys later on this week, maybe next week. Um, but until then, peace. <laughs>